0: Hello, my name is Jonathan Antoine. I'm a denner from Tlitekwe First Nations that is located in the Decho region of the Northwest Territories. I am the producer and host of All Ages, All Voices podcast, brought to you by the Decho First Nations and the Decho Collaborative on Permafrost Project, based at Wilfrid Laurier University. The main goal of All Ages All Voices podcast is to highlight the role of Dena environmental stewardship in the face of climate change-related impacts on traditional livelihoods and land use activities in the day show. Climate change is having significant impacts on the land and water and the traditional Dena way of life. So it's important to broaden our understanding on how climate change is affecting our communities and how to better adapt to and prepare for those ongoing changes. Through discussions with elders, knowledge holders, leaders, youth, scientists, and researchers, this podcast will also aim to shed light on how Western science and indigenous knowledge can be braided in order to enhance our collective understanding on climate change and its impacts on Dene livelihoods in the Deicho region. In this episode, Tyra Moses from Dene Media speaks to former Klinika First Nations Chief and current Dene National Chief Gerald R. Antoine. Here is the conversation.
1: Good morning. I am Tyra Moses, the host and producer of the All Ages, All Voices podcast, a collaborative project between the Wilfrid Laurier University, the Decho First Nations, and Dene Media. We are here today with our guest, the chief of Liliquan First Nation, Gerald Antoine, and we're so glad that he has time to talk with us today from the Decho Assembly and Degagoti, Port Providence, Northwest Territories. Masi Cho, thank you so much for being here today.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, thank you for inviting me, Masi.
1: So we are here to talk about the Dene perspective on climate change. So I was hoping to ask you, what does it mean to be Dene to you?
2: I was born at Dene. I was born in, a, in our community called Galdia. And my parents, my grandparents, my uncles and aunts, all spoke Dene. And they continued their way of life that way. And that's how I've I've grown into that environment. And that's all I know is being Dene. And being Dene is being part of the land and also being of the water.
1: What have your elders or teaching taught you about the land changes that are happening?
2: In, in my growing up, the people around me are the ones that modeled the way for me. And each day, each month, each year, with the conversations and the things that they've, you know, the, in, in regards to their way of life, my, uh, including my way of life, is that um, you gotta, you got to listen to, and also really learn from the land. Yeah, to really learn from the land. And there's two priorities our people talk about. One is the land, and also the relationship. The first relationship is with the land. And so every day, every month, every year, uh, people live with the land, on the land, travel on the land, and they learn from the land. And because of these, during my years, the elders, the people that are older than me, they've been sharing and teaching me. This is probably then a, a way of education. And in their conversations that they have, they, they noticed little, small, subtle things. And I remember way in the 60s, when we were out fishing for, Bluefish. Uh, they were talking about that there's something um, happening with the water uh, when they when they take the the water and when they start boiling it, they notice that there's a little bit of a kind of like a scum on the top of the 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 water in the teapot, and they notice that these are beginning to change. This. The other thing is that one of the things they talked about was the, the spruce needles. The spruce needles used to be like this pointing down and then what they notice is that it's cur- it's curled up like this and so these are things that they notice because this is their their home this is where they travel so any changes like that they see that and so those are the things that I noticed that the elders were sharing and that's how I was beginning to be taught about you know being really um, understanding uh, in regards to the the relationship with the land.
1: In your lifetime, what kind of changes have you seen on the land?
2: There's a number of changes that I notice too, and in, in the conversations that our elders and our people talk about when we're with each other, they talk about these subtle little changes. One of them is the way the sun r- comes up and the, where it's setting, they notice that there's a shift in that not only that but in the springtime usually there's a lot of water in the, you know with the spring thaw and one of the things they notice is that there's getting less of that water and in the conversations that we've had is that they, they said that the that the land is thawing out and so that's why the water is beginning to soak more into the water and when I was very young, um, the land doesn't thaw out like that as quickly, and so the water doesn't penetrate the land. So that, those are some of the things that I noticed. The other, the other thing is that um, the the way the um, uh, the weather has been uh, when I was when I was uh, out on the land i remember the weather used to be about minus 55 now it's you know minus 30 you know i don't it doesn't really get that as cold as it used to be that was some of the changes that i noticed in my lifetime
1: what would you like the decho to look like in 10 or 20 or 50 years
2: in in regards to the land uh, the land needs to be a top priority and the relationship that we have with the land needs to be enhanced. The other thing is that the relationship with ourselves, there are some things that we've also gone through, some changes and we need to also look at processes that will help us so that we begin to understand you know, what, what, what the changes that we're also going through and also the relationships that we have with our families and also with our other community of families. Uh, We need to be ourselves, uh, continue working in that way and also um, in the sharing of things, the way that our way of life has been. I'd like to see that uh, more in, that I need to see like, i like like to see in those many years that we work towards striving for those objectives that we're putting down today.
1: Absolutely. So would you say programs such as like On the Land programs and healing programs on the land are definitely beneficial to our communities?
2: Certainly these things have been things that our elders had talked about and advised. However, these programs need to, to be realigned to fit the family. Uh, there are ways of life uh, out on the land and with the land. It needs to be uh, developed in that way and also developed so that way it really enhances the family uh, involvement and relationship with the land. Uh, Also, we need to reconnect to the functional areas that our people have been. Uh, And in the family units, the family units had lived in various parts of the land due to the various functions that they uh, pursued in their way of life. And I I see that we need to realign what we're trying to do to to really kind of uh, move it like that in Uh, in the context of uh, community development.
1: Thank you so much for sharing. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. I'm so happy to be here at the Decho Assembly, hearing from great leaders such as yourself who are making the difference in our communities to make them stronger and ensuring that we continue our way of life as Dene peoples. Masi Cho.
2: Yeah, and thank you for challenging me because the questions you ask is, I'm, with all the stuff that I could be able to share, not only that, but with other elders, is to, to, to how, how can we summarize the things that we need to share? And I, I think this, I think you did a really good job, Masi.
1: Thank you very much. Have a good day. This is Tara Moses, all ages, all voices, host and producer. Have a great day. Thank you very much.